Okay, so yeah, I I didn't want to I didn't want to gloss over our Morbius discussion because it's uh, I've not watched the movie, but <laughs> but it sounds so terrible uh, that I think uh, yeah. So it's like you yeah they released it a second time into theaters, and I think it made like again a pretty paltry amount of money. So like two runs and i i'm not even sure if it's broken even at this point but man it's uh it's bad i mean it was a terrible pyramid like why uh, why uh, choose morbius to make a movie to i mean come on i like i think it's because sony so it's a, it's one of those sony movies that uh like venom where sony has okay so it's not part of the it's not part of the disney universe not I mean, he's basically, he's a Spider-Man villain. Yes, right? he's a Spider-Man villain. Um, so, okay, so I can understand, okay, if it's a Sony release, one, I understand why they did it, and two, why its release was so terrible, and it's not making money, because it's dumb. It's like, he's not that, no. He's not that great, nobody's ever heard of him. Yeah. He's basically a vampire, but he's not a vampire, he's like some kind of magical science vampire. There's a, there are... There's like a small group of people who know him from the comics. And then there's probably more people like me who remember him from the animated series. Like the one episode that he got. They only gave him like two, one or two episodes. Oh, he got way more episodes. Like we only remember because back when we watched Fox Kids, they only played the same three episodes over and over again. Just like they only yeah. ever played the Dark Phoenix saga or the Phoenix saga of the X-Men show. Like they only played uh, the episodes about the, uh, gosh, what was the guy in the wheelchair and his robots that were also spiders? You know, so many of the, of the episodes of, in syndication were of that on the Spider-Man show. But I recently, because Disney Plus exists and the Spider-Man animated show is on Disney Plus, I went through the whole thing. And Morbius mm-hmm. comes up several more times and uh, pairs up with Blade and goes and hunts down Blade's mom, who's also a vampire. So, yeah, there's several episodes about vampires and vampire hunting and Blade shows up and yeah. Blade rides a motorcycle. And has a laser sword. And uh, yeah, so that's why I know who Dr. Michael Morbius is. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, again, it's just it's a lame way to make it. It's like a lame vampire. Yeah, he's not he's a, a real vampire. He's a lame vampire. He's he's not a yeah, he's not a real vampire. He's not the he's like uh the Frankenstein of vampires, like the Frankenstein's monster of vampires where like he's a, he's a zombie technically, but he's made by science and not the weird magic that zombies can be. Uh, right. Or whatever, like, I, I don't know. Soul crushing, like uh pseudo. He's a vampire in the same way that Mysterio is an actual fucking wizard. Well, like, no, but I mean, just... he does have to suck blood. Like Mysterio, Mysterio is all just made up. Like he, like, yeah, I'm just saying, like he's about as much of a vampire as like a hemophiliac albino is. So 
but he has like flight and super strength and stuff. Yeah, but not even all vampires have that crap in, in like certain vampire lore. I mean, oh well, I and mean, flight and super strength. Like, oh yeah, what what comic book character doesn't have that? Yeah, that's true. I don't think he can turn into bats. I don't. I don't think he can turn into a fog or. I, and I also don't think he can put people into a thrall, but right and or vamp as it were. And is he? Does he get hurt by sunlight? No, he actually. Well, at least in the Spider-Man comic, he turns into normal guy during the day, and then. Uh, <laughs> so he's got a cure. It's a tanning booth, and he's just unwilling to use it. <laughs> yeah, something about either. It's either like the sunlight directly that turns him back to normal guy or uh, I don't know. But or well, it's like fan face where he can like see a picture of the sun or a yellow plate or something. Yeah, or be in a tanning booth or or be next to a UV light. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that yellow flower reminds me of the sun. Oh, no. Shrink. Oh, no. I'm just regular guy. And I don't thirst for blood at all. I can eat a hamburger like anybody else. Well, now I can't remember if if he just like ate regular stuff or if he like hibernated during the day at some point in Spider-Man. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. My guess is in the movie, he's more regular vampire in that he like naps during the day. And uh, I guess you can call it sleep. I call it nap because that's what I do during the day. But <laughs> nobody sleeps during the day yeah. night jobs no you're just napping until work yeah but he probably sleeps in a coffin just because he's a goth or something uh-huh. but it's like a science coffin yeah <laughs> a science coffin a tanning booth there it is it all comes around <laughs> <laughs> now I just imagine going to, to a tanning salon and saying hello like to spend an hour in one of your science coffins, please. <laughs> I would like your deluxe science coffin. <laughs> Sir, we've asked you to leave five your times. science coffin. <laughs> wait, wait, what was that? I said, Sir, we've asked you to leave five times. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Morbius is uh one one more uh it's like their venom stuff where they have the property rights to make movies based on Spider-Man, like connected Spider-Man characters. But uh, so they have Venom and they have Carnage and they have Morbius. Uh, and they try like, I, I wonder what they'll try and reach and turn into a hero next time. And I like they've I, already taken. And I think they either in Morbius or in a Venom, I think they introduced um Michael Keaton, and I don't know if they mentioned by name that he was the vulture or what, but I think they tried to get a cross promotion there. But they also, do you watch Spider Man, right? Yeah. There's also a like end credit scene where Venom is there and then gets pulled back to his own dimension or something because of the spell. Right. But um, I call BS on that scene because. The whole plot line of that spell was that it pulled in people who knew who Spider-Man's real identity was, right? Uh-huh. 
And Venom, in the Venom movies, there is no Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. The symbiote has not had any contact with Spider-Man, which is how he knows who Spider-Man's, you know, identity is. So that scene should not have been in the movie. (laughs) Right. But anyway, that's how they introduced the symbiote into the MCU. So maybe that's something. Yeah, because if anything, it would have been the uh, Topher Grace one, right? Yeah, who uh, was exploded. And so he couldn't yeah. show up because he's very dead. Well, but all the dead ones showed up, didn't they? Uh, all the people that died oh, showed up. I, well, hold on. Yeah, because the lizard and uh, Electro... Electro, yeah. Both. I guess... I didn't watch the Electro movie, but I do remember that the lizard they, died. Yeah, they all died. And Willem Dafoe yeah. was dead. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess Topher yeah. Grace could have shown up. And been like, but that doesn't promote, like, a current IP or anything. So that's, well, yeah, and then it, 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 like, wait, how is he Venom? But this other guy is Venom. You know, right? But that's well, also they've like, already they've already had established multiple Spider-Man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was clearly it was just a cameo because they could. Right? Uh, yeah, I guess there were some. They, do. they must have been. It doesn't some have to Sony, be any actual. Doesn't have to be any actual reason for it. Yeah, there must have been some Sony deal where they're like, let's uh, let's try to connect the what I'm assuming is some sort of well, I guess Spider-Man. No Way Home was their Sinister Six movie. Yeah. Um, anyway. But anyway, the, the next is they'll they'll make some sympathetic story for Rhino and turn him into an anti-hero. For Rhino? Yeah. It's just uh, a guy that dressed up like a rhinoceros. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be some kind of super suit that for some reason looks like a rhino. I don't know why. Maybe that's a retcon. Maybe it was just a guy in a rhino suit, and he's just he's just strong guy with a rhino suit. Uh, what all? What else is a terrible uh, Spider-Man villain that they could shocker? Use? Yeah, I could see a shocker movie. I don't think they've introduced shocker, have they? No, no. I think they're afraid to introduce him just because of the name. Uh huh. And uh. Also, like what that I don't think they understand what his powers are because like Electro is electric, but Shocker is not electric. He's just like horse energy nonsense. Yeah. It's like he's got those gloves that do kinetic stuff, I guess. Yeah, and also isn't he the one that wears like the lace lingerie as part of his costume? <laughs> it's yeah, I think it's a bad illustration because I think it's supposed to be a more quilted insulation pattern, but it does look like just very open fishnets. I mean, he looks like, yeah, he looks like a yellow Muppet in fishnets. Yeah. And his name is Shocker, and he just blasts generic energy. Yeah. So I could see that. Worst, worst, worst villain. And he, is he part of the Sinister Six? I don't think so. I thought that was Shocker, Scorpion, Vulture, uh, Electro. Did I say Electro? Yeah, no, you said Shocker. You said him as part of the six. 
I thought I said vulture, scorpion. You said shocker, vulture, scorpion, oh. electro. <laughs> so your question was shocker part of the Sinister Six, and I opened with no shocker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll have to review the recording. That's your response. Uh, <laughs> it's probably true. He was the first one you listed, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Right here is where I'll insert me saying that exact same same thing again. Mm, I don't think so. I thought that was shockers. 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 But yeah, I think it was Vulture. Dr. Octopus. Electro. Scorpion. Goblin. I don't think so i i don't know i i don't want to look it up but um where's robbie he knows all this crap yeah but and i'm sure he could think of a dumber spider-man villain to make into a hero too dumber than shocker yeah yeah um i mean i thought lizard lizard was pretty dumb but apparently people like the lizard he shows up a lot uh i think the thing there is that he's his uh introduction is already supposed to be somewhat sympathetic because he mm-hmm. is a like scientist who gives himself lizard brain <laughs> except i mean maybe it's lizard brain but like why why is it that like a scientist turns himself into a monster and then he says to himself once he's the monster being a monster is great. Everybody should be this monster now. <laughs> uh-huh. I I hide from my family in a sewer, but you know what? I think everybody should be this monster. <laughs> well, if everybody was a lizard monster, then he could walk around on the surface because now he's not a monster anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like pig face Twilight Zone. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> there you go. That's the next villain. Pig face. Just, I want to make the whole world have pig faces like that Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> and then I'll be beautiful. Uh, God, man, the Twilight Zone. Sometimes <laughs> I wonder if that show was any good. I, I watched a, there was what was it? I did watch some old episodes of that show and I. I went through them and was just like. Man, I I hope this was like a really clever premise for the time, you know. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of hard to watch some old science fiction concepts in hindsight after we've like been just <laughs> like uh you know, wading through sci-fi our, our whole lives where like yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, we've had so hat. much content thrown at us like it's it's hard to I mean, that's why that's why like Citizen Kane is a terrible movie now. Right? because it's like <laughs> it's like oh it was the first to do all these innovative things it's like okay yeah but it sucks otherwise <laughs> yeah you learn about it in film class and they're like yeah it had like recorded sound and you're just like oh yeah uh-huh great what a what a fantastic movie <laughs> and like yeah they you have to understand they weren't filming it like like a stage play anymore it was like actually developed. no they're just performing it like one <laughs> Yeah. Look at his old man makeup. It's terrible. Um, 
yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, so you have to like look at it. You can't look at it through a like, you know, with the lens of somebody born in the 80s. You have to <laughs> look back at it as like, as like the, co- the cultural context in which it was created to say it's a great movie. Uh, right. This is this is why shows have trigger warnings in front of them now, like the old content. <laughs> warning, like, old like, movie. Kind of sucks. This is, yeah, <laughs> warning, old. It was good in context, but you don't understand that because you're a dumb kid. Now shut the hell up and watch this classic, you piece of crap. <laughs> warning, this was amazing back when entertainment was books and farming. <laughs> Warning, this episode of DuckTales is going to get real racist. (laughs) I can't tell you how many DuckTales episodes have the racism warning on it. Oh my gosh. Like the the old episodes? Yeah. I mean, wasn't the DuckTales, didn't the DuckTales movie center around a like Arabian caricature and like a magic genie Oh yes, I'm very, very helpful. Yes, that guy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bad, and and then like, but like they travel the world, right? So they're always going to visit all these other cultures and stuff that are always portrayed in like a racist way. Yeah, you know, like they go to Asia and everybody's got like the buck teeth and the glasses, and then they go to Africa and everybody's got bones in their hair and <laughs> you know that kind of that kind of thing. Yeah, on very on brand for Disney is what you're saying. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> They'll visit a primitive culture where me talk them like this. <laughs> uh, so this is a video game podcast. <laughs> I guess. Yes. But we also talk about Spider-Man too much and other things that we don't know anything about. Yeah. Uh, that was another one of our previews, right? Like our, our pre-reviews, like. We decided that Morbius is going to be terrible, even though we haven't seen it. I know. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, I had some of the the plot line described to me by a friend who did watch it. I've also, uh, there's also. um... I saw the plot line. I saw the trailer. (laughs) Yeah, it was guy. Guy does. I mean, advertisers are dumb now. They just tell you every, like, they have to tell you the entire friggin movie in in the previews nowadays. Yeah. And I, I hate it when you can, and you did this with like that. What was it? That Steve Martin pink Panther movie where you can, depending on the trailer, you can call out like what is kind of the last scene of the movie uh, that they show in the trailer. And it's just like, well, that's the end of the movie, you know? (laughs) And then you get to the, you watch the movie and you're like, yeah, uh, there, there it was. The whole thing was just right there. Um, so yeah, it is a bummer. But video game stuff happened, right? Yeah. Well, I want to talk. Okay, so I, I want to bring up two things. Uh, I want to bring up that I finished. I put in quotes "finished tunic" because I didn't actually complete every puzzle, but I beat the game and like saw the credits. And there's like two endings you can get, and I got the good ending after having done. Um, some of the harder puzzles in the game, but uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a great game. I think it was wonderful, and it was very uh, 
I still have my like notepad of all the stuff. Uh, and oh, the glyph language I was talking about, it can be deciphered, uh, but is not it is not a direct cipher. So that's pretty cool. And uh, so yeah, uh, that is a great game. I think you should I think you should give it a shot. Um, and hey. I think it's coming to PS5 this fall. Um, Okay. Um, well, I finished Elden Ring. I got an ending. Uh-huh. Uh, I chose... So there's like six endings or something. And there's three achievements. So there's like three or four endings that give you achievement A. There's one ending, a very specific ending, that gives you achievement B. And then a third ending that gives you achievement C. and one of the the two alternate endings like the ending that's got three potent three or four potential ways to do it has a smaller achievement percentage than the ending that i got which is like 25 percent. and then the next one that's like there's four different ways to get this achievement four different endings has like 18 percent, and then the, the third the, the third option achievement like ending number six has like 14 percent so like that tells you how much people prefer that ending that even though there's like one achievement that's worth like that's like you get from four different endings most people still do this other one okay now is this something like you like have to make some decisions along the way or is it just like some final decision sort of thing it's a well you have to go do this alternate side quest to its completion and then beat the game and then instead of doing like the main thing do an alternate thing okay so like it is not like something you accidentally fall into doing (laughs) you have to you you have have to to be very deliberately you very deliberately have to go like plot it out and do it yeah I mean, of the of the ending options, it's probably the most difficult one to achieve because of like the length of the side quest. Now, did you have to look this up? I looked up everything the entire time I'm playing because fuck that bullshit, (laughs) because the entire point of the game is, oh, by the way, if you didn't do this one thing at like literally this moment. And then you did something else, then this entire like chain of events is now lost to you, and like there's like six pieces of equipment you can't get anymore. So I so I played with the guide from like the first second I stepped out into the world uh-huh. because I'm not dealing with that bull crap again. I got that from I learned my lesson with freaking Demon Souls, the very first game that I'm not gonna I'm not a learn by discovering crap because I just want to get everything and be done with it. Yeah, I uh I am very much in the a camp of like I would rather just get it all done the first time through. Uh and so the appeal there's like really very little appeal to like multiple endings or uh branching narratives or something cuz I'm just like 
I look at I look at what the rewards are for different things. I'm just like, what gives me the thing that I'm most satisfied with? And then I try to do those things. Uh, and so, yeah, I even what was the last game I played that had like options like that? I can't remember. It was some RPG or something. And I was just like, what are the rewards for this quest? Like if I turn it into this guy or if I turn it into this guy? Okay, you know, let me let me. <laughs> yeah, you go like look up like like Knights of the Old Republic. Like, okay, if I do the bad thing here, but then I go do these two good things, I'll still overall be good. But then I get the most money. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, well, I can mind trick this guy and not have to pay anything, and then I go over here and I say. Yes, I will do this job for you, but then I kill him anyway, and then I get all the money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I just, you know, I just kind of want to be done with a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. And move on. Well, and the great, like, with Elden Ring, like, to get the Platinum achievement, you have to beat it three times. Like, at least to get three different endings okay well that's why i don't really pay attention to achievements right i paid attention to them just because it helped me see if i got everything important Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of some of the achievements are like oh if you found all of the like epic spells you get this achievement and if you find all of the like legendary accessories you got this achievement and so like i at least knew that i got those all of those things Okay, so it was kind of just a checklist for you then. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But again, I I checked the ending thing just to be curious of like how popular each ending was. Mm -hmm. And like the the ending that I chose is overwhelmingly popular. Huh. And uh, the. uh, So I I did, I will be honest, I did start the game over again. not really to get a different ending, but more just to try it as a different build. Because uh, that's, that's the thing I like to do, is like play, trying different play styles. So the first time I played as like a pretty heavily as a caster using magic. Like I said, I pretty much degraded 98% of all boss fights into just using this one spell over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time I tried doing melee. Um, my favorite weapon ended up being claws, which are like you can whip one in each hand and then just like slash the crap out of things. And you get a jump attack that's really strong. Um, and I focus kind of around doing status effects with them. So if I play it one more time, I may trade like just a full like clunky heavy armor big freaking hammer kind of build or something just to see how that goes but one thing i found was that the second time playing i was even though i was playing the game a very different way i was much much better at the game like some of the boss some of like the boss fights like the you know the the early like act bosses and things that like move the story forward Mm -hmm. that are you know the things that you like die 10 or 15 times on the first time like i went in them it was like first time with that fighting this guy just boom dead just took him out yeah like, just there are a you, lot of boss fights you knew you 
knew how to anticipate all their dumb moves or something or yeah i mean part of it is i definitely like got good at dodging everything because my caster build was so low hit points that i either dodged it or i died most of the time um so i was really good at dodging already and um just some of the like bleed when you hit something with bleed it does a percentage of their hit points every time it every time the bleed uh goes off and like you can take on bosses at really low levels because of that because you don't have to do a bunch of you don't have to do a bunch of pure damage right you just have to trigger bleed em- enough times and that finishes them off mm-hmm. and so that that's part of it too is um the status effect stuff uh, can be a much faster way to finish a boss fight than just doing like a pure damage approach. Also, I knew I, I kind of understood how the equipment system worked better, and I knew that I could upgrade the gear that I was using. Rather, like before, I was like hoarding everything, right? Like, uh-huh. oh, I can't use any of my upgrade items because whatever I find a better weapon. And this time around, I knew that like, oh screw that like i'll have more than enough to max out anything i want by the time i get to the end and so i would just level up my gear so my gear was always like at top level so i'm doing much better damage and stuff too Mm, okay so i think a lot of those factors make a big difference i knew how to build character stats better and everything yeah um oh i did uh so (laughs) You ever get in that place where you've you've finished a game and then you're sort of just not sure which game in your backlog to start next? I started Elden Ring a second time. So yes. <laughs> I uh I finished Tunic that it was really engrossing, and then I was I've been sort of just like on the fence about what to start. I did um and so what I ended up doing was I went back to Hades and played through that a little bit more and then got to a point where I was like, Ugh, I don't know. I'm still like, I think I'm done with this game. And then I installed the FF7 remake with the Yuffie stuff and I played through that. Is that an extra thing you have to buy or is that just a free... Well, you, you got me the you got me the remake with the integrated stuff in it for the PS5, and so that came with a oh, okay, okay. a code to download it. But it's like a side gotcha. thing that you you start you know, like you load the game up and then you start the side stuff. And it yelled at me because I hadn't played the the remake on the PS5. I had only played it on the PS4, and so it was like you probably want uh-huh. to play the real game because there's a lot of spoilers and. Like, shut up, game. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> You're not my dad, game. And so, <laughs> yeah, I started the Yuffie stuff. Did you play that? No. No. Okay. Well, I, I didn't even know that was a thing. I just, I played the PS4 version and got no upgrades or any add-ons. Oh, well, it's very weird. Like, it plays very differently. And the combat, so you've got Yuffie. You play as Yuffie primarily. Or exclusively, uh-huh. you get us. So hold, hold, hold on, huh? just let me let me ask: Did they do the weird like Final Fantasy fifteen crap where they like had this add on that's like the 
you have this like extra weird quest and the combat system is totally different and it's like very tangential to the plot of the main game. Like it is a somewhat of a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead sort of take on Yuffie. Uh, so like Yuffie shows up and the events of the main game are going on and she's like also there and doesn't interact really at all. But like you see, you see the main group of like Tifa and Barrett here and there, um, but you don't interact with them directly. And so it's, it's sort of, it's sort of that kind of a setup and uh, it, informs a little bit more to the whole like Shinra's grievances against Rutai and that kind of thing. And uh, it's an interesting deal. Her combat's really funky because she's got the ranged like shuriken thing that she throws out, the boobering stuff. But they... It's really bizarre. And and I went through the whole thing. I beat the whole thing. And I'm still like not really sure if I was playing her right. <laughs> Cause she's got kind of she's got melee attacks like like you have, right? So you can walk up to an enemy and punch. But you can also throw the instead of having like a heavy attack, she has the ranged attack. So she throws the thing out. You throw the thing out with triangle and then you can. It says recall it, but you do like a teleport, like a dash to them and like kick them whenever you recall, recall the thing. But if you throw it out, it lingers on the enemy and you can hit square, which is the melee button to do ninjutsu. uh, In heavy quotes, which is like. Physical damage, that's kind of a ranged sort of magic attack damage thing. And you can, one of her abilities that you earn through a weapon is you can um, set that to do elemental damage. Yeah, that's like a, so I don't know if you're familiar with any of the older like Final Fantasies, but they had like ninja classes in some of them. And like they, it sounds like they're trying to bring back some of the old, the old ninja class stuff. Where like they had these ninjutsu moves, and like Final Fantasy Tactics had this too. Like the ninja class had ninjutsu. It's like these various elemental attacks. Uh-huh. It was basically like shitty magic, and yeah, like okay, it was like shitty magic that usually uh, did really garbage damage relative to like actual magic. But maybe it like applied a status effect, or it was faster and cheaper, or something like that. But on the whole, generally very unsatisfying. Well, this is reminiscent of that, but it's better than that because, you know, like in the remake game, uh, you have to build, you build ATP faster the more you do damage. And so this lets you do elemental damage for free on your weapon without needing an elemental materia and without casting a spell. And so you can do like fire or cryo damage to these enemies uh that like builds up their stagger gauge faster uh but you don't have to like constantly be using your spell or your mp and your atb to like do that 
brand of damage uh, and its range. Uh, but yeah, it's so that sounds like what they've done is they've and they call her a ninja also. So like, um, well, I mean, that was basically like, I mean, like Final Fantasy seven originally didn't have classes, but they had classes, right? Uh-huh. Like, like Cloud was the knight class. Uh, Eris was the white mage class. Uh, Tifa was the monk class. Uh, the Dragoon. Sid was a Dragoon. Um, uh, Kate Sith was a bard. Yuffie was a ninja. Uh, who am I missing? Vincent and Barrett. Vincent and Barrett. So they didn't really have a lot of gun classes. In the games that had guns, they didn't really have a lot of those. Also, they're, uh, they're, like, you can kind of gather, like, what classes they were from their limit breaks, too. Mm -hmm. And, like, those two had, like, such weird, limit breaks uh the closest thing like barrett could be compared to is maybe an archer because he had the range stuff but again he's using a gun most of the time and vincent the same thing like uh the only gun classes that they had were like chemist and uh stuff like that which was only in tactics so there weren't really gun classes Mm. in the older final fantasies <clears throat> those two guys were kind of just new things yeah i guess red 13 is also uh red 13 was a dancer class his weapons were hairpins and hair accessories was a big thing for the dancers oh so he actually they he actually had a class more than more than barrett did hmm. well yeah so so she's a ninja class she does this ninjutsu stuff and um also um oh they also added in um like platinum style uh timed guards so you know if you ha- if you hit the block button you would do reduced damage but with Yuffie if you hit the block button within the right window it'll negate the damage and do and apply a buff depending on which weapon you've got it's so like one weapon hmm will trigger a barrier and and or mana ward and another one will do a health regen and so that's that's a pretty cool thing yeah i mean it sounds like a lot of that that stuff because i mean you're just fighting as just her right and all these combats you get a buddy eventually uh right but they don't have like the full party experience so yeah. you can't yeah. you, you can never directly control anybody else you only control Yuffie, so. Yeah. Yeah. So they had to give some, provide some way to get uh, the support magic and all that stuff in. Otherwise, you just, she'd be a crap character because you have to load all of the, every type of everything. I mean, you can still like pull up uh, spells and abilities for the other character. So you could still, I loaded him up with the healing magic and stuff, but I also use chakra a lot as well. So. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was yeah uh, you should maybe check it out if you can get it on the cheap or something because it's doesn't really i mean uh i hesitate to say it adds anything to the story i guess it does because there's like gosh like six to seven minutes of cutscene that's like 
not Yuffie related in any way, but like it makes me feel like it was supposed to have been added to the ending of the main game. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, what the heck? Um, yeah. Uh, so you know, it's it's fun though. It's not it's not too long. Anyway, I played that. I I'm just I I mean I'd rather just wait for disc two of the actual game to come out. Well, I mean I don't think I would I'd be suspicious if it included the Yuffie stuff on whatever that next thing is. Yeah, but once they release disc three, which has the final act. Then they release the collector's pack. That'll have everything. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, if we, if we look at the trajectory of the Kingdom Hearts games, you know, we can see a, a pattern of re-releases. Yeah, by, by, the time, by the time I'm retirement age, there'll be a full collection of the Final Fantasy VII remake that I can play yeah. on my PS12. And you'll have all the time in the world to play it. Well, not really, because I'll probably like die like three years after that. But you're not going to just put your brain in a robot body? <laughs> no. Oh, all right. But then you have to work at the robot mines. <laughs> well, yeah, but your robot body doesn't fatigue, so it's like... You know, does it really work? But... What is what are they what do they mine at the robot mines anyway? I thought we were getting away from like robots. They mine old robots. Oh, because it's yeah. fallout from the robot wars. Yeah. Right. So it's most mostly a salvage job. Um yeah, so I finished that and then I went right back to Hades. And uh I think what happened then is I started to get more into Hades again. <laughs> did you ever get like the full, full ending of Hades or did you just like play up until you beat Hades once? That's what I had done. But now I've, uh, I've, I've beaten Hades like three more times or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've talked to, I have met up with Persephone a few more times. And, uh, but now I, yeah. Oh, and the last time I beat Hades was like, I I used that rocket combo that you talked about. I actually got that. So I was doing like, I, it was a crazy build. It was, um, I had that gun. I had the rocket initially. I, then I got critical hit rockets and then I got lightning rockets. So whenever I'd shoot it, it would shoot lightning and do critical hits or something. And then I got uh the five rocket combo. And then I got so I did the um cast beam, the the frost beam thing that also had like mm-hmm. the Artemis upgrade where it like pivots really fast at enemies. And yeah. uh then whenever those things turned into the little pickups the little cast pickup gems, it would 
passively they, they shoot lightning. It would be a passively cast lightning. Plus, I also got the double yes. lightning, and so it was just like all of this lightning, uh, just everything was dying all the time around me. And it was, uh, yeah. I finally got to that place where I'm like, oh man, I'm just killing everything. <laughs> this is wonderful. And so yeah. like, it was the fastest time I ever had defeating the like, the the bull and the spear guy and also the fastest time I've ever had beating Hades because he just went down like a sack of bricks. Yeah, yeah, it's like... <laughs> You go up there like blam blam blam, and he's already like in his second phase, yeah. <laughs> and you're like blam blam blam. You don't even get a chance to do your crazy nonsense. Yeah, it yeah. was wild. Um, so, yeah, I uh, yeah, I've not gotten the like I I guess the full ending for that game, but uh, I've I have had a sort of re- rejuvenated. Uh, desire to to keep playing it uh i uh did you ever try uh risk of rain 2 did i tell you about that no no that just that just sounds like living in florida (laughs) is there actually a risk because uh it just seems like uh, it's, I guess it's more like a guarantee of rain. You're yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know where that name comes from. I like I never played the original one. I played the second one, because uh, I got it for free. How, how do they spell rain? Uh, like the precipitation, I believe. Okay, so it's not like I'm afraid of becoming king, accidentally <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wh- whoops! <laughs> Oops, I'm president. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that could be a that could be a autobiography for somebody. I was thinking the autobiography for like, uh, what was it? Uh, Queen Elizabeth's dad, like who only became king because his brother abdicated the throne. <laughs> oh, I was talking about whoops, I'm president. Oh, whoops, I'm president. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's the precipitation. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, anyway, that game is very... It's kind of similar to uh, the uh, Hades... Uh, in that it's you know it's a rogue light where you progress through like a sequence of areas and get upgrades to what you can do. Most of its stuff though is like uh, I guess less uh, I don't know it it gets really wacky with like what's going on and like stuff that's like flying out of your body and things. So you get, it was reminding me of, I got to a point in Hades where it was reminding me of that game where like, you know, stuff's just like happening on screen that is sort of passively generating like damage around me. Um, yeah. My, my favorite, like my 
favorite Hades upgrade is the artist's one that like whenever you attack, like you shoot out more little like yeah beams that attack the little magic arrows. Yeah, and then you combine that with things that do like constant damage and. You just have this like crazy stream of them coming out. Yeah, I had a decent build that was like, I had that and I had the bow, like the the, uh, secret bow that lets you like do, when you use your special, it puts a, it shoots out like ricochet arrows and also like causes damage to be taken from, to that enemy from any damage you deal or something like that. And so I had a pretty decent build going with that so that anytime people were getting hit with those arrows, more magic arrows were shooting out. And so there was a lot of just like zumping out a lot of damage. <laughs> My favorite thing was to use it with the shield that when you throw it, it just like is a grinding buzzsaw that slowly moves forward. Oh, yeah. I don't think I have that shield yet. That is like the best shield. Like. You get that shield, and then that's the way that you want to play the game. Yeah. Because do you still have yeah. the shield? Like, can you still, like, block in place and stuff? Or? Yeah, I mean, it still does all the other stuff, but, like, it replaces the throw, which is normally just that crappy, like, bounce. Yeah, the Captain America with, throw. Yeah, it replaces that with just you, this grinding thing. And, like, that's my main way that I attack everything, is with that. I don't use the dash ever. So- I just... Is it like the uh, the death wheel thing that's like a the I think it's the cast or the dash passive of Ares where like you dash and it sends out a, like a blade thing? Is it like that? Yeah, but it's much it's much smaller. But yeah, it's something like that. It's just like it's just this grindy wheel that just like slowly moves forward and just constantly hits repeatedly any anything in its path. Well, I'll have to see if I can earn that one. Is that is that the secret one or is that the just one of the regular ones? Because I've got got the one that shoots out like two shields, I think it is. I think it's the regular one. Yeah, because the secret one is not nearly as cool. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it's like the third one down. Yeah, it's a- it's just the, it's the aspect of Zeus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to get some more um, blood and then put that in the yeah. unlock that shield. Because, yeah, the, throwing the double shield just kind of sucks. So. Yeah, the other, none of the other shields I've ever enjoyed. Like, aspect of Zeus, that's the one. Yeah. But I, I ended up unlocking everything. And I think getting them all maxed out, um, that one was still always my favorite one. Did you see that there's a new Kids in the Hall? Yes. Uh, I don't know. 40 Helens agree that I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) Have you watched any of it? I hope that it's... No, I hope that it's funny. Is it... What what, what is it on? Amazon. Is it on like... I'll have to check it out because I, I really enjoyed the original, but I have to see how they handle it now. Yeah, they uh, 
I mean, it's, I'll say, I think it's, I think their hit to miss ratio is, I think about the same. I have not run into a chicken lady sketch, which I'm happy about. I hated, I loved chicken. I hated chicken lady so much. And you know this. I think, I think what's great. It's like some of the, some of like your least favorite sketches were some of the ones that I think I liked the most. (laughs) Like, do you remember the sausage factory? Like the sausages? Is that why like, you yell sausages every once in a while? <laughs> sausages! <laughs> okay. So so that's that. Like, that's what that is. <laughs> that, that sketch is fantastic. I don't remember that sketch off the top of my head. <laughs> Uh, maybe I would oh. remember it if I went back and if I look, if I watched it, maybe it would recall. Um, yeah. Yes. But I love, yeah, I love chicken lady. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and some of the other like really weird ones. I, I definitely loved the, the like corporate office meeting ones. Those were really good. I, I really like never put salt in your eyes, whatever that one was. Okay, yeah, that was a good one too. And uh, yes. for some reason, I don't remember if I really liked it or if I just—it's just really memorable. But the pig who entertains people, the flying pig that entertains people at bank lines and other queues. Yeah, I did not like that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one was just—I think it was just such a weird idea, and I think they end up like eating him at the end or something. But I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. Why I liked it. My. I think one that I really loved was Girl Drink Drunk. Yeah, that one's a definitely a good one. So one. Uh, most of the skits in the new season are uh, like, I guess, filmed in the style of Girl Drink Drunk, where there's, it's uh, not like on a set, right? Uh, they even did mm. the like, uh, you know, it was like the two guys played the two receptionists and uh, I think they were both called, they weren't both called Carol. It was like something else. But um, they, uh, they even have a, they have a skit like that, but it's filmed differently. It's not like a, it's not like they're filmed in front of an audience. So that is something to know. Also, uh, there's a lot of, well, I guess there's just there's way more um it's way more nudity than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh yeah, maybe it's just more like hey, we can get away with it now. We're not on Canadian television, like we can do this. Yeah, we're not a, yeah, not a, like a publicly public program anymore. Yeah. Yeah, who knows what they would have done if they could have gotten away with it back then. Right? right, yeah. I mean, maybe now it's funny because it's like, you know, these you know, 60-something-year-old men, and they're just like, here it is. <laughs> uh-huh. Do they have at least one I'm squishing your head? Uh, I haven't watched all of it, so there, there's no telling. But Okay. Uh, but they, yeah, there's some good skits, for sure. I will say the one the one with the most nakedness, I think the premise is pretty funny and the way that they end the sketch had me laughing. So 
It's not, it wasn't a deterrent <laughs> to me laughing. I'll say that. Yeah. Oh, but that puts us at an hour. Uh, we'll have to talk about Willow next yeah, time. Yeah, we'll save it for the, save it for later. Willow, you idiot. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> it's because I was impersonating a goat and not an actual celebrity. <laughs> Yeah, but who was that goat? Uh, I can't remember her name. I also don't know. Because it was the, that was the girl, right? Yeah. Not uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. No. It was not Mad Martin. No, because he turns into a, he slowly turns into a pig, right? Yeah, it was just, it was just like the sorceress or whatever. Oh, jeez. Gotta watch that movie again. It's it's a great it's a great inspiration for D and D players to show that like just you know you can beat the end boss with just sleight of hand and bluff skills, mm-hmm. right? Was it Sorsha? Was that her? That has to be. It's, it's, uh, I thought. Yeah, because that's the lady that joins up with them. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. We'll save Willa for next time. Maybe there'll be more info. Uh, what do you want to call this one? Well, I don't remember. There was there was some like pretty good phrase that we had in there before. Oops, I'm president. That <laughs> was like something about like the terrible vampireness. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to go back through. Is it something about science coffins? Science coffin. Yeah, that's a good name <laughs> okay. for it. I'll just go with science coffin for now.